0: You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in. The latest in healthcare innovation and technology
1: trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes.
0: Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half-hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advances in healthcare, strategy, innovation, and public policy. As always, we're broadcasting from the This Just In studios on the Business Radio X network, as well as the Healthcare Now radio network. And before we dive into my guests today, I want to take a moment to remind everyone that we'll be broadcasting the This Just In radio show again live from the HIMSS annual conference, and to please stop by the show. The HIMSS conference this year will be in Orlando, Florida, starting on February 20th with 35,000 of your closest industry friends. We already have another great slate of CEO, CIO, leading care providers, industry thought leaders, and certainly policymakers joining the show. Um, Some familiar faces, but many new as well. Much more to come from the HIMSS media team in the coming weeks, but we'll do our same two-day format and broadcast live from the HIMSS show floor February 20th and 21st. And we're having a special stage built to resemble the ESPN College Game Day look and feel, so hopefully everyone is registering for him 17 in Orlando, and you'll come by the stage at booth 2123. Again, stop by 2123. It's guaranteed to be another great informative time. For this episode, though, my 85th episode, we're speaking with a good friend, Jen Denard, who's also known as a digital diva at HisTalk. Jen is the founder of Health IT Chicks uh, Community, on sports, women, and health. It. Welcome back to the show, Jen. Thanks.
1: I cannot believe I have the privilege of being on your eighty-fifth episode. That's great.
0: <laughs> that's great. You're always one of my most favorite guests because we get to kind of talk all things that's um, that's fun, informative, educational, but uh, some groundbreaking. But we really cover the whole gamut because you and your in your role with Hiss Talk and your role in social media, you have your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening today and now in healthcare. So it's fun.
1: Yeah, you know I try, and given that it's today and now in healthcare, it's never a dull moment, right? There's always <laughs> something, something new to talk about. Well, even as we uh,
0: record this show. Um, Dr. Price, uh, I believe, through, through his confirmation hearing, is going to be is being held up because um, yeah. there was some no shows at uh, at the hearing. So every single day, there's always something interesting <laughs> to speak about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I woke up this morning thinking I, I had an inkling of what I'd be writing about for his talk today, and you know that all changes in, in a minute. So exactly,
0: exactly, and and nothing's changed. You and I've been doing this for a while now, and. Every year, I think I, I always—I'm an optimist, so I always think, "Hey, it's going to get easier, or it's going to get—you know—it's uh, just going to continue to evolve and it's great in phenomenal ways." And while it does, there's also trials and tribulations. But I guess every industry deals with it. But healthcare seems to always be more magnified. You're right. All good. nothing. <laughs> so um, before we dive into all things happening across the healthcare industry, let's rewind just a little bit. Um, and let my guests know. Many of my guests and my listeners certainly uh, know you for sure. You've been in, there in the industry, um, certainly very popular on social media. His talk is probably the number one um, uh, number one red blog, certainly or posting system service in the industry. So, um, but uh, where were you born and raised, and attend college?
1: I was born in Pensacola, Florida, and I was raised in. The Atlanta suburbs of Stone Mountain and Snellville. So, I spent um, a good part of my childhood in in those suburbs, and then um, graduated and ended up going to the University of Georgia. Graduated from their wonderful journalism school, and uh, just just love love UGA. And for those listeners that may be familiar with Athens, Georgia, where the school is located. I'm sure you'll identify with how much I love Athens. It's a great town. I loved it so much. I ended up getting married there. And we're not. My husband and I are not huge football fans, but we're Athens fans. So we go back mm-hmm. to, Athens to just soak well, up that that college town feel.
0: Yeah, our, Athens is a very special town, and um, and they happen to have a great football team too. I mean, UGA. They sure do. Uh, it's always been a good program. Always, in this, uh, you know, top twenty for sure, and sometimes the top ten. Um, very exciting to watch, and they're actually uh, with some of their coaching changes and even some of their team changes and recruiting changes. They're going to have a very strong two, three, four, five years and beyond. So it's going to be exciting to be a Georgia fan looking forward.
1: It is, and you so, know, I've, I've got to say, I do, I do miss Mark Rick. Sorry, I just to <sighs> give him a little
0: plug. <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you, and I know he's down in Miami now, and. <laughs> I actually yeah. wish them all the best, and I I want Miami to do well. And uh, I know he's a great coach, so uh, I think he will do well. To be honest. So tell us, and I did do a good, very good job of explaining his talk. I mean, we all check it out. We get the great stories. We always break few stories for the industry. But so tell us a bit more about his talk and his talk practice.
1: It's gosh, where do I start? So his talk, <laughs> the H I S part stands for Health Information yep. Systems. It's a kind of a grassroots blog that started out as this as this um, kind of under-the-radar effort, founded, created the passion project of Mr. His Talk. Uh, he's an anonymous healthcare CIO, hospital CIO, um, who just decided that he wanted to put his opinion out there about what was going on in the industry. And he's been doing this for, gosh, 12 years? If not 12, yeah. almost 12,
0: yeah. um,
1: and it it evolved. So his talk is deals with healthcare IT news, IT news for the enterprise environment, hospitals, healthcare systems. His talk practice is the sister website that I write for on a daily basis, and that of course covers ambulatory news. And to me, I've I work for his talk now. It's a dream job. But before I was a um, it was on the vendor side, and so his talk was my go-to um, morning mm-hmm. read with my cup of coffee, and it was just such a great educational tool for me to use in that job, and I know a lot of readers uh, use it for the same thing. But we've gotten quite a dedicated following of um, C-suite folks because Mr. His talk um, mm-hmm. kind of tells it like it is. He, he prides himself on unbiased um, reporting, dash of opinion thrown in there, which people appreciate from time to time, it certainly gets our readers um, talking back and forth amongst themselves, which is always fun to read. So I encourage all your, uh, your listeners to, to check it out.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're in healthcare and certainly health IT, HISToc needs to be one of your daily staples. And what I always appreciate about it is it's almost like a no-nonsense, no-hold-barred, no fluff discussion. There's no marketing ease, and if you try to market or do anything promotional, they'll call you right out. It's, um, he certainly it's, will. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's refreshing, certainly in this world where everything is unicorns and lollipops. I think it's great to see uh, uh, a community that embraces truth, opinions, opinions. Um, but pragmatic opinions. I don't see anything that's that's just uh, you know way off in left field or right field. It's just literally, it's kind of what most people are thinking, and it's a forum where we can openly discuss or read about what's happening, what our what our feelings are about it, um, our opinions, and maybe even some progress that we can see from from healthcare in general and in IT in general. So,
1: yeah, and you know, Justin, looking at the just the stats, the the demographics since, um, gosh, since the election really, and especially since the inauguration. Our readers have um, been been reading on a daily basis more so than ever before. Everyone's just, we're in such a time of change right now mm-hmm. and people are, I think people really appreciate um, his perspective and just that, that no-nonsense approach that you mentioned. Yep, no,
0: nope, I agree and, and um I, I do believe we are, obviously, we all know that we're, in a, we're in, a, in a time of change. I've been fortunate enough to work with Dr. Price, oh gosh, now almost 17 years. I'm working him okay. actually early 2000. So here in Georgia, I mean, he is our, our, our congressional member I'm from the 5th right. Congressional District. And um, he's uh, been a stalwart in health care and certainly trying to shape certain health care policies. And, um, and also, I, I believe he's... I've seen how he fights on behalf of the and providers, care providers. He is a mm-hmm. care provider himself, an orthopedic surgeon. He's part of Resurgent Orthopedic, you know, one of the largest orthopedic groups in the country. So he gets um, he health care from that perspective and he's dealt with patients, he's dealt with making a payroll, he's dealt with um, providers and provider workflows and burdens that are placed on providers and so I think he's going to have a unique and even fresh perspective on regulation, for sure, and even in, in future legislation is going to be created um, by the industry and, and by Congress. And so, I think that um, I agree with you. There's going to be a lot of change. But I think, you know, components of I'm not going to I'm not going to wave into the whole healthcare, you know, Obamacare and ACA, rip and replace. Uh-huh. Not, that's not where I'm going. I'm talking more about on the meaningful use, um, you know, the programs that we're trying to implement, giving doctors easier system to report within or more integrated so it's less burden on their workflow, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of positive change. And there could be other positive changes. I am not. I don't want to wade into the politics of it, but I do believe from right. his perspective, he is going to help um, ease the burden on providers, streamline operations, and then I think bring better solutions, so or more solutions. hmm mm-hmm.
1: And here's a fun fact. I believe that he when <laughs> when he is confirmed, and I, I believe that's pretty much a foregone conclusion, um, barring any sort of um, further yeah. disruption. Um, he, he will be the, the first physician to hold that role, I think in gosh, 24, 25 years. So yeah, you know, having an MD right. or as secretary, I think will be great for for physicians in the trenches.
0: And I completely agree. And nurses, of course. And care yeah. providers alike. Yeah. Yep, I totally agree. So um, I do want to know more. So tell us about um, HIT Chicks. Because um, I normally wouldn't use the word chicks. But um, but this is you part of your moniker. This is part of your hashtag in social media and on Twitter. So tell us about um, hashtag HIT Chicks and that community.
1: Yeah. Well, we rebranded to Health IT Chicks, uh, of, gosh, two years ago, to just to, right, <laughs> right. to make it a little clearer about what we were about. Um, yeah. And, you know, I have gotten some feedback on the word Chicks, but I embrace it. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, it does play off of the fact that we're on Twitter and we tweet. And we're, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, So there's a little play on words there, but it's a social networking community that's been growing like gangbusters over the last four years, and we're obviously focusing on fostering relationships uh, between women working in healthcare technology. Some of the topics that we cover in our monthly tweet chats and our annual meetups at HIMSS range from the wage gap in in our industry and in the tech industry at large, um, professional development, um, topics like mentorships and internships, and getting back into the workforce after you've left for a while to care for, you know, a child or a loved one. Um, this year, I'm excited that we're kind of veering off of our traditional professional development path, and we're going to be talking to. Um, Women who are working in the mental health technology space, and that's going to mm. that's going to be at him So for those folks who are going to be at Hims, um, check us out. That's going to be on on Tuesday, at uh, at the Hem spot in the morning. So um, you know, mental health and primary care are mm. increasingly becoming integrated, um, whether that's through federal programs or incentives, or through you know startups that are seeing. From you know, um, you know, stress relief apps are are out there by the dozens, and and women being um, kind of the the healthcare CEOs of their families, and the, the last ones to ask for help when they need it. Mental health is kind of this. Um, topic that's not talked about too often, and I feel like we've got a great forum form to do that and to, to really get a conversation going, so we're excited about that, and, you know, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on LinkedIn, we'll have a website up, hopefully by HIMSS, and um, I've just been really blessed to kind of yeah. to, to manage this group of amazing women and men, we have a, quite, a, quite a number of mm-hmm. male supporters, so I um, hope that your listeners will, will check us out and give us some feedback.
0: For sure. And that's it. so hashtag healthitchicks. That's uh, yes. the hashtag on Twitter. Um, and for everyone that may have joined us a little late, my guest today is Jen Denard, aka Digital Diva from HisTalk. So let's talk a little bit about the industry. Before we dive in, I do want to dive into HIM17 uh, a little bit, some of those big stories. But what are you covering, either from his talk practice or his talk in general? Uh, in the blog, um, what are some of the big stories that you're covering and hearing out there?
1: Well, you know who would have thunk it, but I think the fairness story is finally fizzing out. That was the <laughs> that was a story that just kept on giving in two thousand and sixteen. I think, I think we've seen the yeah. last of that, though. Um, gosh, we've we've already touched on it. Just the the new administration, the changes um, in Health and Human Services, CMS, ONC. and um, know you don't want to talk politics too much, but obviously, oh no, everybody's mind yeah. is. You know the ACA, Obamacare, repeal and replace. Those are the those are the buzzwords that I'm seeing a lot um, when I'm just hunting for news to cover on a daily basis. And of course, you've got uh, leadership change, as we mentioned, with um, Tom Price's nomination and uh, pending confirmation. And so that's at a high level, kind of the big stories our readers are. Really, really engaged in in terms of commenting on the blogs and 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 things like that. And on the flip side of that, on a more personal level, you know, I, I love my job in that I get to kind of write about what I am also personally interested in. And and um, lately, I guess over the last six months, I have noticed a small, well, an increasingly, increasingly large, I guess. Section of the industry focusing on genetics at the point of care. Yeah, yeah, that can be genomic decision support tools embedded in the EHR. um, Precision medicine initiatives are related to that. And you know, what really sparked my interest. I'm working on an article about it now, that probably will be up by the time um, your listeners um, are tuning in. I. Gave my mom. Actually, it was my husband's idea. I, we gave our, my mom a 23andMe test kit. So it's a it's a spit kit. You send off, you get your genetics profile back. It's it's by no means a medical medical grade test, but it's, it's right. fun in terms of seeing where you came from and um, anything that just might be of interest to you in terms of your ancestry. And I thought, you know, are we ever going to get to a point where we go to our annual well checkup, and we're offered, for a hundred bucks or less, the opportunity to have a full genetic workup done and have that automatically dumped into our physician's EHR, or mm-hmm. have it connect to whatever app we have, our personal health record that we're using, and that we can access right from our phone. So I've been talking to folks about that. There are some interesting players um, who are doing some really cool things um, on the precision medicine side of that. So um, I'm excited to learn more about that. And then, given that we're, well, this is the last day of January, but I still consider it to be the beginning of the year, um, people are hopefully still, still um, keeping up with their New Year's resolutions in terms of
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting fit, getting more sleep, um, trying to de-stress a little bit. And from a health IT perspective, I've been thinking how does technology fit into uh, workplace wellness program, programs and how are these programs actually affecting outcomes in terms of employee health and in terms of employer costs. Because as I'm sure your listeners have, um, have heard, wearables are not not as popular as they once were. I just wrote uh, right. right about Fitbit getting rid of 110 folks, 6% of its workforce, um because they had slow holiday sales. and so that's um, that's also kind of been on my mind and um, something that i'm I'm diving into as well.
0: Yep. no, I, um, I those are actually uh, you know strong <laughs> topics. I remember well, I remember even one of my good friends, Dr. Indy Yuri, who um, founders of one of the EHRs in the industry and he ended up selling out I, uh, as well. and he has I talked to company. him yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Andy's a great friend of mine, a great guy. So is he a source for one of your stories?
1: He is, yeah, with with his ActX endeavor, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're yeah. doing some cool things with CompuGreet Medical and embedding those sorts of tools into EHRs for physicians. So, yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> great. As an offer up Andy as a source, but you've already got him. So that's <laughs> great. Very cool. So let's shift gears over to M seventeen, and so I I always like when you look into. I ask you to look into your crystal ball, and what do you (laughs) see are going to be some of the big themes, or maybe even controversial themes, or excitements that we can look out uh, and look for uh, at annual conference this year.
1: Well, you know, Justin, I was going to ask you the same question because (laughs) to me things are so up in the air right now. Normally, ONC comes out with a big breaking news announcement related to some federal program. I don't see that happening this year. It could, but I don't. I don't. I don't think it will. Um, I think folks are just trying to hunker down and figure out what's next in terms of how do we get on board, get our ducks in a row for MACRA, quality payment programs like NIPS. Um, you know, personally, from the the pitches that I've seen coming through from vendors, I think, and just personal interest too, I think blockchain. Is going to be a really um, popular topic. Privacy, privacy and security will, of course, be around. We've had um, mm-hmm. a, a ton of ton of news about that over the last over the last year, even eighteen months. Population health management, although I think that that's kind of ballooned into something that's um, maybe more. I, I think people are using that term. In different ways. I don't think there's a standardized population health management, um, I guess, niche yet. It can can encompass a lot. So I'll be interested to see how people are using that term, what they're what they're aligning it with in terms of the services that they're that they're offering. So, and as I mentioned before, I think behavioral uh, mental health technologies will may not be the hugest topic on the show floor, but I think we'll see more of that than we have in the past. You will. How about you? Yeah. How about you? Tell me what you what you're
0: seeing. What do you so, expect? to be honest, I'm seeing a dichotomy in the market. I'm saying okay. So yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have some of the discussions, and I'm actually trying to help to get some of these um, uh, new policy leaders or policy leaders in general to hymns because that we're trying to get them off the hill and get to hymns and so that uh-huh. we are trying to make sure that we have substantial conversations and uh, around policy, around certainly regulation but also any uh, legislative discussions that we need to have. So we are trying to, I think we're going to still have that, probably not the magnitude to your point. They always drop a big bill, or a, not a big bill, but a big piece of regulation. Sometimes a big bill, but a big piece of regulation, it could be days or, or you know, weeks uh, before we walk into that annual conference. And so a lot of the show is focused around that new rule or the legislation that they're discussing. However, and so we're still working on that track, I don't see any big, big rules or, or pieces of legislation, but more of Let's get some of the new administration uh, down to Orlando, and let's talk about uh-huh. the policy at the top of mind for everybody. So that's certainly one of the, the tracks. But when I say dichotomy in the market, I'm seeing where some of these larger health systems, and I'm in the middle of some of this, I, 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 but, so I see how some of these larger health systems are partnering with some very large organizations, some technology companies, and also um, other innovators in healthcare and really starting to get, almost to your point of precision medicine, but looking Mm -hmm. at using big data to pinpoint and make real measurable changes in identification of diseases in treatments, and um, they're rifling into the future of healthcare, and they're bringing it forward very quickly. So I'm seeing some of those really unique conversations, which are really cool, however, I'm seeing a majority of the market still stuck on trying to clear meaning for you stage two and, mm-hmm. and PQRS and, then, you know, and and battling through that. And, but it, it, that's, that not, it's not that hard to battle through. It's just there's you know, you've got to make those steps and, and invest in your business that way. So um, I that's why I say dichotomy. I'm really some of these big, not monolithic, but these leading health systems that are also growing in communities, adding hundreds of providers, thousands of care providers in general, and becoming much larger in their ecosystem, much more dominant moving forward. I'm seeing them continue to advance, and I'm watching the other other groups, unfortunately, not make some of those investments, take strides backwards, and so it, it's a little scary being out there because we want a, a very vibrant healthcare market, and we want you know these independent physician practices to do well. Um, and we want every, you know, we want everybody to, to thrive that wants to thrive and wants to make the necessary changes. So that's, I think, you're going to see more of that than ever before. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm on the side of trying to help certainly uh, these regional healthcare systems, these uh, regional players, or even you know some of the physician practices. We want to make them look at the bottom line and and um, help them through that and show them, you know, MIPS is not a huge step. MIPS is the right step, mm-hmm. and here's how you can do it. And usually you can do it very simply without upsetting the apple cart, but yet making miserable strides and transitioning to the future of healthcare and, and how healthcare is going to be delivered. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's the dichotomy that I'm concerned about as, as I um, – because you really want everybody to, to be able to move forward. Um, right. So um,
1: – well, yeah, um, yeah, as I'm so, sure yeah. – go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, I've I, 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 got a couple of last questions, but I do want to talk, touch on sure. your HISTOC party and also – want to know uh, one of the areas where you get um, inspired, but but close out. What are you talking about? I said, For sure.
1: Well, I was gonna I was gonna kind of just tack onto that. As, as I'm sure you know, physician independents especially are. Um, they It seems like they're just buried right now in terms of mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they need to do next. I uh, I try to try to run a regular interview series with physicians. I call it Five Questions with and. One of my questions that I've been consistently asking each and every person that I've interviewed over the last probably six months is, how are you preparing for MACRA and MIPS and uh, right. all payment programs? And, <laughs> and nine times out of ten, their answer has been, well, I've heard of it, and I know I need to be preparing for it, but I've got X, Y, and Z to do first, and I only have so much bandwidth, and I only have, you know, one other office staff member that can help, and... You know, I just want to provide good care for my patients, so that's
0: where I am at the moment. So, yeah, it's, yeah. A,
1: it's a it's a tough time for them.
0: Well, we are running up against our uh, our block here, uh, but I'd always like to get to this closing question of all my guests, and it's actually turned into its own popular segment. What is your favorite place to get or be inspired?
1: <laughs> well, it used to be at the gym, but I quit going to the gym. It was too boring. So now I play tennis, um, but so now where I go to get inspired, usually walks around the neighborhood, anywhere I can be alone. So that could be mm-hmm. in the car. Um, yeah, was, uh, away from the hustle and bustle of computer, home, work. That's usually when inspiration strikes. I did have a, a new source of of, of inspiration yeah. Um, yeah. that I'd love to recommend to your listeners. I went to my first retreat for women working in healthcare care IT um, over the fall here here in Atlanta and it was thrown by my friend Max Stroud and she is going to try and offer more of these throughout throughout the year um, on different places across the country so I'm looking forward to doing that again it was just, it was just great to be able to connect with other women working in the industry and really yeah. kind of build friendships talk about personal stuff professional stuff, and um, I'm looking forward to doing that again in 2017.
0: Well, very cool. No, I, I think connecting with peers is uh, is key. Uh, it's the root of my success, for sure, and happiness. Um, but, Jen, we always run out of time. You're always wonderful. You're a fantastic guest. And I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to join the show. Well, thanks so much yeah. for
1: having me. I appreciate it.
0: You got it. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening and joining us today. Please tune in weekday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific, as always. You can check me on Twitter at HITAdvisor and use the hashtag ThisJustIn for all the comments uh, and to provide any comments for the show. In addition, my comments and my content we posted at JustinBarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week and hopefully we'll see you all in Orlando. Stop by the show.